everyone, welcome back to Pretending with Dice. As always, I'm your host and game master, AJ. Uh, before our recap, I just wanted to say a super quick thank you uh, to those of you who sent us in some questions for our uh, Call of Cthulhu Q&A episode. Uh, that's going to be going up next Thursday, that's August the 22nd, uh, as a bonus episode, so tune back in for that. Uh, straight into the recap then. <laughs> uh, okay, so in our last episode we met three prisoners who were bound for the notorious prison known only as the Crag, uh, situated atop an isolated rock far out at sea. Uh, we met Roxy, a tiefling bard who had accidentally enchanted a nobleman for whom she was performing, uh, Marie, a young human wizard who through careless magic use had caused the deaths of several people, and finally, Obadiah, an elderly dragonborn who, it transpired, was taking the blame for several deaths actually caused by his grandson. Uh, they were not at the prison for long, however, as during their intake procedure they found themselves chained to infamous pirate Captain Pete Smiles, uh, who had no intention of staying in captivity, and in fact already had an escape plan in motion. Uh, his ship, the Grinning Skull, uh, outfitted with flight capabilities by its crazed dwarven chief engineer slash helmsman, flew in from heavy cloud cover just as the party were being transported up to the side of the crag, and they made their quick escape from the prison. Uh, pursued by law officers, they soon found themselves joining the pirate crew in defending the ship, uh, killing several prison guards in the process. Uh, Captain Smiles uh, then invited them to stay aboard for the foreseeable future, hinting that he already had their next destination in mind. Uh, okay, so that's pretty much where we left off last time, uh, so let's get into today's episode. Enjoy. So, I think we'll move time on a little bit. Your prison breakout took place fairly early on in the morning. You've been flying along now for a few hours. The, the sun is getting a little bit uh, lower in the sky. Jimby has been uh, put to work um, scrubbing the last of the blood stains off of the deck uh, from your fight with the prison guards. And uh, yeah, you've kind of been given a little bit of a tour of the ship and uh, given each of you a uh, hammock which you can rest in if you like as your home for now <laughs> uh, what would each of you like to be doing sorry can I just ask how many days has it been or it's, it's the same day it's just been a few hours you've been sort oh, of same day. It's, it's coming up on sort of 6pm prison breakout and everything happened maybe 9 10 o'clock in the morning something like that I am gonna grab that motherfucking broom like oh Jimmy boy I, don't don't you worry about that boy I'll, uh, I'll, I'll finish it off go and get yourself a uh I don't know what St. Pogs is it you kids like these days. I I don't remember. There's a niche joke for you. Um. Anyway, I'll I'll do this. Don't worry. I'm gonna start mopping the deck. I just try like. But but sir, M Mr. Elevens has said I'm supposed to tidy up, sir. Well, if Mr. Elevens has a problem, you can send him to me. Uh, also, who's Mr. Elevens is? Uh, Mr. Mr. Elevens is is uh, is is the captain's second in command, sir. Well, you tell him if he has a problem with that, I'll uh. 
You can come see me. I don't want to get smacked in the head, sir. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm trying to be magnanimous here, and it's kind of character development for me, so... uh, I'm just trying to do my job, sir. Well, go find me an extra mop, then. Oh, okay. I mean, you've, you've already got one, but do you want two? Yes, I dual-willed. <laughs> very well, very well, sir. He, he scrambles off. He's gone maybe 10, 20 seconds, and he comes back with another mop. It's, he's been dunking in a bucket of water and hands it to you. You are now dual-wielding mops. Yes, I am. He's sort of, he's kind of looking around, sort of a little bit kind of warily. Obviously, he doesn't want to get in trouble for not doing his job. And you see him pull a cloth out of his pocket and sort of, where he thinks you can't see him, sort of continue wiping up blood. Uh, uh, uh. Thank you. But, but, sir, I'll get flogged if I don't do what I've been told to do. If anyone tries to flog you, I'll flog them. Now, uh, just look like you're wiping something, I guess. Then, I guess. That's what I was doing. Go. Well, good. Keep, keep up it. You're acting like the captain. You are not the captain. The boy's been given his job. Let him do it. I'm going to look for some food. Going looking for food? Okay. There's nothing on the deck. Uh, at the back, at the rear of the ship, uh, the captain's cabin door is there, but that is now closed at the moment. But going below, uh, you find there is a sort of small kind of galley where there is uh, a half-orc who appears to be putting together some food. Kara looks up as you... Um, as you walk in. Hey, I haven't seen you before. No. You haven't. I only arrived here today. Oh. Uh, well, hi, I'm, uh, Grimy. And what do you do, Grimy? Well, I'm, uh, I'm the cook. It's all clean, I, I can assure you. Uh, no dirt on this. It's, uh, very clean food. I don't know why they call me Grimy. Right. I know this sounds very defensive. But just getting in there early. Just gonna look over to the pot and see what he's cooking. You can smell it. It smells like a sort of general kind of vegetable stew. There's some meat sort of boiling in another pan. It's not really identifiable. Um, the kitchen, contrary to what he says, does look a little bit grimy. <laughs> she's a tiefling and she's been a bard. She's stopped by all the taverns she's been in. I can imagine. She doesn't really care. Oh yeah, <laughs> could no, I have she's, a she's, she's seen worse. Yeah. Yeah. Is he almost finished cooking, or? Well, I can get you a bowl if you want. You you can be my taster for the for this meal. Very well. If you die, we'll know it's not ready yet. You'll know it's not. It's not. It's it's not good to serve for the rest of them. Uh, that's the plan. That's the plan. <laughs> he he ladles you out like a bowl of. He, he, he takes a bit of the meat from one pan and then ladles a bunch of the vegetables sort of stew from the other over the top of it in the bowl and just sort of roughly kind of gives it to you. Right, down the hatch. Do you have any crackers? Crackers? Uh, might do. Uh, you see him, he sort of rummages around in some boxes and pulls out a kind of slightly dry looking kind of ship's biscuit sort of thing. Close I can do. Just going to have a couple of them as well and just like... Dip okay. them in the sauce yeah. <laughs> of the stew. All right. Soak up some of the juices. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 not great food, but it's passable. Um, yeah, seems you don't really get much of a you don't feel sick from it or anything. You know, you don't get much of a sort of immediate kind of rumbling stomach or anything. So seems okay. It's sustenance. <laughs> Need to refuel it's after adequate. that. This is yeah. adequate. 
Well, that'll do then. He, he takes it off the boil at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Starts ringing a bell. Um, you can hear the sounds of people moving around as um, one or two people sort of head to head to join you in the galley. Let's uh, let's jump over to Marie. Marie, what are you doing? Oh, I am also in where all the Obadiah is. Just watching them. Is is there coffee on the ship? You can probably rustle up some coffee. Yeah. Coffee. Watching them both mop, just happily. Um, are you guys finished or? Oh no, there's a. I've got to put some wax on and then you know wax off and. You know, uh, some of these boards seem like they, you know, I'm going to stamp on it. They seem a bit uh, unsturdy to me, so maybe, you know, I'll... Is there a toolkit around here, boy? I, I can fetch you some tools. Um, well, uh, miss, m- Are you trying to make yourself busy because you're feeling bad? I, I, I don't know what you mean. Um, I'm just, you know, fixing the ship and getting rid of the... Really extra right now. Huge, large. Quantif- quantities, you know, vast, large, big old puddles of big old blood, you know. Um, yes. <clears throat> what Are what you do you mean? Okay? What, what do you mean by uh, extra? I, I don't. I'm not hipping down with the youngins. No, it's like you are trying really hard, and everyone can see. Well, well, I always try really hard. That's kind of my mo. Okay. Grandpa, I'm getting hungry. Well, I'm go and uh, do some mopping then. I, I mean, go and eat some food or something then. I guess. At this point, you hear the bell ringing from below decks. So... See? Psychic. Oh, I'll uh, catch up with you. No, put it down. But we're not done yet, are we, boy? Jimby seems to have been in the process of putting his cloth away to go and get food when you said that. <laughs> Pulls it oh, out wow. again and looks a little bit sort of dejected. Oh well, I mean, I guess maybe maybe we are done. Then let's go and get some grub. Okay. I mean, so uh, <laughs> Jimby leads the way downstairs um, to the galley. You quickly see uh, Roxy's down there with a with a bowl in her hand, kind of assuming just sort of dipping these biscuits into the into the stew and that and. She's like scooping it out with the, the crackers. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like scooping it out. Because she doesn't really want to touch the cutlery. Cause she, that's probably that, a good plan. That's probably yeah. the more the more dangerous part. Yeah, looking at the cutlery, I mean, the, some of the other members of the crew have come down. Like the Goliath is down there. And it's just sort of... It's a little bit... Um, say not got the best etiquette when it comes to cutlery. And it's kind of holding like a big sort of... I mean, if it was anybody else, you would think, well, that's not a spoon, that's a ladle, but it's kind of like ladle size, kind of like spoon sized in the hand, but it's kind of holding it with a fist and just sort of scooping, sort of in the same way that you were doing the, in, with the crackers, but it doesn't look clean. And you look at some of the other knives and forks and they don't look particularly well taken oh, care of. Oh, my soup is in a chipped measuring jug. <laughs> are, we, are we talking like a, the whole a uh, like a gradiated flask? Are we talking about like the whole spoon is going in the whole mouth? For the Pretty much, yeah. Yeah. Just like shoveling. Oh, well, uh, my, I think this appears to be an old boot, so uh, you're one up on me, little lady, I guess. Um, <clears throat> Nice. Good, good grub, though. Good grub. <laughs> Eating from a shoe. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you find it, it's, again, I don't, uh, well, I, actually, this is a good question. 
we, we've kind of heard what Roxy's used to from pay, playing in pubs and stuff. But are you, uh, yeah, Obadiah and um, Marie, you kind of used to a certain level of luxury. Oh hell no! This is this is uh, this is Obadiah's standard fare. Yeah, he just he yeah. does what he can get. I'm I'm used to fancy fancy. Okay, <laughs> that's true. You're you're used to like the the good cooking from the um the kitchens of the uh, the Arcanium Tower. Yeah, I'm used to I'm I'm sweating a little bit, but um I'm trying to I'm, I'm I find it a bit exciting though at the same time. Yeah, you're out here roughing Adventure. it with the regular folk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, yeah, it's it's not great compared to what you're used to. Obadiah, you, you're finding it fine. Roxy, you're finding it fine. Right, yeah. I will say, Marie, it's not. You, you can taste the cheapness. I want to say. It's very watery soup. <laughs> you know what? I must say, I've had a lot of bad rat in my time. This is a uh, this is exceptional. Mm. That's a seagull, not rat. Oh, yes. right, right. they they taste very similar. We ate the last of the rats two days ago. I I do apologise, my man. It's uh, delicious. It's very very similar, very uh, piquant. Rat is tougher. Seagulls are more gamey. Oh, not if you uh, slowly braise it. Yeah. You look at the the galley thing. It doesn't look like it's been slowly praised at all. <laughs> um, at this point, uh, the uh, <laughs> the uh, the butler-looking uh, crew member walks into the um, into the galley and says, "I've come for the captain's dinner." The um, half orc goes, "Oh, right, you are, right, you are." Pulls out from one side what looks to be the only bit of fancy cutlery that you and sort of silverware that you can see, which is sort of it's a kind of silver tray that has clearly been kind of cooked first and it's got a um, got a cover on it and everything hands it to the butler who is sort of he's not turning his nose up at him but he's definitely like sort of glances down at the re- what the rest of you are eating and is like oh, well glad I'm not having this sort of thing but like not in a kind of condescending way just as a sort of like he's more on Marie's spectrum in terms of enjoying fancy food if that makes sense <laughs> And, that that uh, seems particularly unfair that he gets uh, he gets fancy food while all his crew eat a uh, seagull. He is the one with the plan nine times out of ten. Who do you think is the one that concocted the whole idea of breaking out and having his shipmates rescue him? They wouldn't yeah. have rescued him if he wasn't any good. But they did the they did the hard work, you know. They uh, they're the ones that sprung it. Yes, and he probably pays them well. Hmm. Jimmy, does he pay you well? Barely well, sir. Like, does he look after you? I got a whole silver last month. Now, that that doesn't seem like a good old amount of money. Seems all, all right to me, sir. Well, I mean, as long as you're happy, boy, that's all that matters, I guess. I'm, I'm very happy, sir. Here I don't get beaten like I did back on the land. Well, that's excellent. Who, who's... Who's been beating? But like, let me, let me. Uh, well, nobody. That's let me. T- that's what I say. <laughs> well, well, I mean, back on land. If I, uh, if I mean, I'll give him a good hiding. I'll stick him across my knee. My, my, my uncle. Be, you're going to make him do the rage. Stop it. <laughs> Stop saying your sad stories. At <laughs> 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 this, Jimby sort of realised his eyes go wide, and he, like, because he had seen briefly what Obadiah's rage uh, looked like before he hid himself away. And, uh, yeah, he does. <laughs> he sort of realises maybe that he was, you know, Obadiah was, might have been worked up by his story and go, just sort of puts his face down, sort of just stares at his food. 
Marie as, starts as, picking out the bits of sea go out of her bowl and she's only going to eat the veg. Fair enough, okay. <laughs> now, Marie, if you don't eat your seagull, you're not going to grow big and strong. That's, uh, that's the final bit of beak you've got there. Damn it, she's not eating it. Damn it, she's not eating it. Roxy's going to look over and go, hand it over. If you're going to design sustenance, it's ridiculous. Good, it's seagull. It's yucky. The, the half work. Well, you like chicken, don't you? It's exactly the same. Yeah. It doesn't taste the same. Well, it wouldn't, would you? The salt in the air and the fish diet and the. <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty close. Better than rat. A fish next time, just yucky. Well, have we been flying for two days now. I haven't. Uh, Having a chance oh, to catch any fresh fish. <laughs> 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 um, so, yeah, you you all kind of eat your eat your meals in peace. Jimby kind of keeping to himself to himself because he's got it in his head that his <laughs> anything he says it might throw Obadiah into a rage. Not at him, but just in general. And, oh, um, that poor boy. <laughs> he's quite put upon. Um, <laughs> so as the crew kind of finish their their meal, they sort of leave and sort of go back to their stations and um the sun is sort of about to um it's getting towards sunset now you know you, you'd put it about seven eight o'clock at night at this point the butler returns and he catches the eye of a few three and says the captain would like to speak with you if you would follow me please Ooh. I, i'm not done with my seagull yet well, hurry up. I'm just going to bring him with me and just start swigging out of the... Uh, I'm going to undo some of the laces to make it wider and just, like, swig it. The laces? Oh, because yeah, you're, you're eating from a boot, aren't you? Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Really confused me for a second. <laughs> Cannon, jeez. <laughs> so, yeah, you, you're able to just a little bit more easily kind of eat from your shoe um, and just start drowning it. There, as, you, as you walk out of the galley, you do see there are some bowls in racks. But, um, yeah. Is, it, is there just one guy just walk around looking for a shoe? <laughs> yeah, there's um. You look, the um. It's not one of the crew members that you've seen before, but there is a. It's just a human guy, and he looks a little bit sort of, sort of odd, sort of hopping around <laughs> in the distance. You can hear. I haven't found anyone seen my boot. I'm gonna wing it. I'm just gonna wing the boot. Like story, old chap. Oh, thank you, chum. Just have this image of rocket ra- rocket raccoon when he's like, <laughs> stealing other people's like limbs and eyeballs and arms and stuff and legs <laughs> I just wanted his leg <laughs> I'm kind of wondering where Obadiah think. got the boot from now now that we know it was yeah. somebody's but um... <laughs> this thing I thought, I thought I it was his own <laughs> I think I think they were just like left on a table <laughs> like someone had just like taken their sh- taking their boots off you know like to let their feet rest a bit and he just assumed that this was where we got the stew yeah you, and the you, person serving <laughs> just doesn't care that much you would like you'd prejudged the eating habits of these pirates and you were just like oh well i guess they would just eat out of whatever yeah <laughs> um so the butler leads you up to the um the door to the captain's cabin on the top deck and you get a very nice view um, in the distance of the sun, just about to dip beneath the horizon, and it all seems quite peaceful. The butler opens the door to the captain's cabin and uh, leads you inside. Leaning over a table uh, with maps spread out on it is uh, you recognise the captain, Pete Smiles, uh, now wearing his captain's hat. He looks up as you come in. Ah, oh, there you are. How you doing? 
Had some food? Yes, it was I adequate. had. I had some lovely seagull. Good, good. I had some of that myself. And you, you can see the tray is on the side, and it's quite obviously like a whole seagull, but has been roasted. With some slightly nicer looking vegetables around the side that he's just been kind of picking at. Marie leans over his desk like, Oh, that looks nice. I thought you said you ate already. Yes, but it was yucky. <laughs> well, one day, maybe you'll have your own ship and your own drow elf to shoot your seagulls to eat. And uh, then you can have something like this. elf, though. Where is he? I like him. Probably up in the crow's nest, keeping watch. But... Yes, I must say, he was rather dishy. Right, well... Uh, I'm as fan I'm as big a fan of the drow as anybody else, but uh, we should get down to business. He pulls. Uh, you can see, sort of on one side of the table is a sort of rolled up, sort of quite battered-looking sort of scrap of paper, and he sort of slides it across and places it in front of the three of you. He says, "Right, take a look at that. Does that mean anything to you?" And there is writing on the piece of paper. Is it like a diamond with a little like tetrahedron on it? No, it is in common. Uh, okay. The text reads, Through the arch, twixt sky and sea, Eontarnus calls to me. Lovely. Uh, I, did you write it yourself? No, no. It's really good, Captain. Well, I'd like to take credit for it, little lady, but uh, the truth of the matter is, uh, I got it off of an old elf uh, back in Volanae. In fact, uh, I was actually arrested and put in with you lot while he was telling it to me. Then some crossbow-happy watchman shot the poor pointy-eared bastard while aiming for me, matter of fact. Oh. This sounds like a song or a poem of some sort. Yeah, it got a little bit of a rhyme to it, doesn't it? Yes. <laughs> does Roxy... There's not Roxy remember... Can I just roll a performance check to see if um, Roxy's had maybe heard of the song? Sure, okay. Well, uh, I don't know. Would this be this would be more of a history check, I think. Okay. Performance is more kind of like a physical, like, how well do you oh, perform okay. this sort of thing. That's okay, I still have plus five. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got a seven. While you can appreciate the rhyme of it, uh, you haven't heard it as part of a song, and nothing sort of talked about in there really jumps out as you as like, oh, that sounds like that. So mm. um, you just, you know... Not a bad rhyme, but that's about all you can get from it. Can I give it a roll, AJ? You can, yeah. Hang on, two seconds. Uh, yeah, give it a history check for me. Nine. Nine. None of us know. <laughs> I might oh. know. I Obadiah is very old. That's true. I feel, like have, I feel like he should have more in his history than he does. He actually has minus one intelligence, which is good. Um, <laughs> I got a five, which becomes a four. Yeah. <laughs> I'm bad at history, even though I'm old. Yeah. Um, the only thing I could say, okay, so it got the most. Uh, Marie got a nine. Again, you don't really recognize anything in it, but the name itself, like the, the capitalized name, uh, Eon Tarnis, sounds. It well, sounds like a place name to you, like a, but it's not anywhere that you've heard of. Mm. What is this place? He kind of like looks around, sort of a little bit conspiratorially, sort of checking the doors closed and everything. Um, and he says, "Well, uh, as you ask, several years ago, I uh, well, I heard about an artifact uh, lost since uh, well, since before the age of unification, so a couple thousand years ago at least. They call it the Tide Blade. 
or the ocean heart sometimes depends who you ask it's said to give the wielder power over the seas themselves uh, now it's, uh, it's taken me years to get this far but the story goes that this uh, this ocean heart or tie blade or whatever was last seen in this ancient elven city which sunk below the waves they say without a trace it's been lost for so long now that no one's really sure if it was real or just a legend. No one could tell you where this city was supposed to be located. Well, no one had talked to me at least. That is until I met the elf who gave me this clue. Maybe it's a rainbow. That's an arch. Huh. Uh. Well, I mean, you're not technically wrong. Excellent. But... We've solved it. Right. Set south and there is rainbow. Oh, okay. How did you know that this elf would have this information in the first place? Well, he was pretty old, you see, even for an elf. I figured someone who'd been around for that long might have heard of a city that sank under the sea. As it turned out, he recalled this rhyme here from when he was very young, so a uh, bit of a stroke of luck there. Okay, but are we sure it's not a rainbow? I'm well, feeling good about rainbows. Have you heard of a city that moves around whenever there's a rainbow? I've I've heard of many things. Well, that's as may be, but I'm seriously doubting you've heard of that one, Dragon Man. At any rate, our first move should definitely be figuring out where this bridge is. Well, if you just wait for it to rain, as long as it's sunny afterwards, it usually comes up then. Grandpa, what the hell? <laughs> I mean, I've heard of arches being at the end of, um, like, cliff-faced things, but I... An arch that twicks the sky and seas seems almost like... Is the arch maybe a place or a... It could be, could be. And he sort of... You can see he's got, he's got his map out and it's... But the map is mostly of the sort of the coastline near to where you... Near, near to where the prism was, but sort of heading sort of eastwards. Um, in fact, actually, it's, it's kind of cutting off a, a fair chunk of the, um, the country. Um... Marie's homeland of Ashala isn't anywhere on the map. Um, mostly showing uh, the uh, the island group that you know as the uh, the Amethyst Isles. Oh, or any like a uh, bridge? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good also, also a good point. Hmm, maybe, maybe something that connects the sea with. What, what bridge could connect to Ah, you know, sky? like in the sky, but also touch land. I don't know. Some kind of sky bridge. Like oh. a rainbow. <laughs> <laughs> but rainbows move consistently. Exactly. And I can't walk on the rainbow. Maybe, maybe that's why no one's found it. Maybe it's moving. Helping. Oh, Obadiah, he's old. He doesn't know what he's saying. But I thought about it. The second part. Remember the second part. It calls to me, so we must have to hear something. Yes, maybe there's a leprechaun at the end singing. What's a leprechaun? I believe there's small elves <laughs> who live at the end of a rainbow, but I'm not sure. Yeah, sounds more like a pixie. Oh, maybe like gnomes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, maybe. I don't know. Gnomes are shifty. Anyway, Captain, why you ask us? Well. Uh... Everybody else uh, on the crew, they know they know their things. Uh, I know what they know at this point, really. But um, fresh blood, I thought you might have a, a bit of a different perspective on the whole thing. What about mermaids? What about them? 
they call to people. Yeah, they do. Mm. That's not a bad shout, mm. Dragon Man. Thank you. Uh, my name's Obadiah, though. So, where is there anywhere like mermaids live, like apart from you know the sea? Um, well, mostly in the sea, obviously. Uh, okay, so that narrows our that narrows our search. Hangout somewhere, you know, famous hangout. Well, there's a. Uh, there's always the uh, the mermaid lounge down in Springport, but uh, let's just say the girls there don't exactly specialise in ancient relics. If you know what I'm saying? Where did you Where did you find this paper? Again? Oh, the uh, the elf wrote it for me. Uh, and when uh, I was being arrested, I uh, let's just say I shoved it in some place that they didn't find it. It can't have been in your mouth. You were talking and smiling the whole time. That's true. You're a perceptive one. You are very smiley. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Fox is just sighing. Our path is clear. Surely. We need to find some mermaids, according to you. And, and uh, ask them about a rainbow. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I am not a... Uh, I do not agree with this path. <laughs> No, no. Everything you say is crazy, Grandpa. <laughs> oh. Okay. Something knocked him on the head during that battle. He did look like he got hit by a spell of some sort. Ha! Yeah. More than a spell to stop Obadiah. Is there anything else we could roll? Um. Well, you tell me. Um. What kind of thing are you th are you trying to find out, and then I'll tell you whether there's a roll you can make. I don't know, he wrote the paper himself, didn't he? Did he basically do? wrote, the elf wrote it down as kind of like, you, you, you would, I mean, Roxy, you would kind of put it together as this was maybe like a line from a, a nursery rhyme or something. Can yeah. I roll a religion check? Sure. Maybe it's like a parable, you know, I'm saying this because, well, um, I know many things, but uh, I still think rainbow. 14. No, nothing religious kind of stands out to you about it. The the only thing is that the the sort of the writing style you would guess would maybe not be completely literal on it, especially if it's kind of like a bit of a sort of nursery rhyme type thing. Maybe it's one of those metal fork things, you know. Dryden. No, like a metal fork, you know, like when you say something, we don't mean the thing. A metal fork. Oh right. Oh, metaphor. <laughs> yes, yes, right. What did I say? Oh dear lord. Well, it's all the same, anyway. We didn't have your kind of education when I was growing up. When I was a small dragon. Small dragon. How old are you, anyway, dragon man? That's a rude question. That's pretty rude when you called me old earlier. Touché. What are you, 65, 70? Can't be much more than that. Ha! <laughs> Children. A hundred? We're getting closer. Can I do, like, a, a geography kind of... Because I, I don't know, I don't know if it's geography or well. Maybe I guess history, yeah, I yeah. Because um, I, I'd, ima if I'd imagine like lost city. Like putting together we'd context have, like, clues. That legend. From, yeah. Investigation. Yeah. Okay. We're, we're Insight. Gonna, yeah. Well, insight's kind of like defining yeah. people's motives. Investigation, maybe. Although you're kind of, kind of trying to put it together from your own sort of. Or nature. Or like perception, looking at the map, see if there's anything that like we've missed on there. Yeah, like for like jog, jog, geographical kind of discrepancies. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Make a uh, make a perception check. Perception check. Twenty one. Twenty one. It's pretty good. 
Taking a look at the map, you can see it's kind of been rolled over a little bit because it's sort of centered on roughly the area that you're in. As you look across to the sort of the western side of it, where the, um, the kind of main peninsula sort of starts to begin stretching north, on the, um, the northern end, there is a, a small dot that um, is labeled just, it's, it's not a particularly detailed map. Most of the, um, most of the, the sort of the longer names have been abbreviated. Um, there's a smaller one that is just labeled with the, the, the letters F-A. <laughs> is this what I think it is? And I'm going to ask, um, Captain Smiles, is this sweet F-A or <laughs> is it an actual place? Well, hang on, hang on, <laughs> hang on. Uh, <laughs> 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 she, she's the kind of person that would point that out and it would, something that would make her laugh. Sweet F.A., yeah. yeah. Sweet F.A. Uh, well, hold on, I thought we were... Oh, that's, that's an interesting thought. Normally we um, have been operating under the assumption that it was somewhere out east. Uh, maybe lost when the, the waste got formed. But you reckon it's out towards the west. F.A., F.A. You see him sort I, of... I, I'm just... Curious, because I found it amusing. You see him rolling through some um, some charts, and he pulls out some other ones, and he brings out one of the the peninsula, and there is a small village called Fallen Arch. Oh, I haven't ever been out that way before. At least not for many years, but. Never been to a village, never been to that village myself. Well, it seems that you have a direction now. Yeah, do yeah. you need us to do anything? Well, I uh, might be in need of some some of your help with some uh, some spell work or some sword work when we get there. Never know what we're going to run into in these uh, out of the way places, if you know what I mean. Oh, oh no, I meant I meant as we as we go there. Oh, now. Well, I mean, to be honest, I mostly brought you on for the fighting. I've got the crew for the, the flying of the ship and the... Well, we probably won't stay in the air. It's oh, I thought you brought us because we all chained together and you had no choice. Well, there was that, that at that first, too. but then you uh, you did <laughs> you did quite a good job at killing some folks. So uh, that's why we kept you on. I'm not averse to you, uh, you pitching in where you can, but I don't know. Take a bit of a rest. I know I'm knackered. Oh, well, uh, I've got some scrubbing to do up on desk, deck, actually, so... Uh... Well, suit yourself. Uh, get Jimby to help you. Roxy's just going to smile and bid him a good night and go off on top deck and just play her violin. Sure. <laughs> She's quite happy. She's um, quite happy. So, I've got an idea. Sure, yeah. Oh. When when I need to go to the kitchen. Okay, all right. I will, I will say okay. So the three of you, as you're as you're leaving, um, you can hear he sticks his head out of the the door behind you and sort of shouts up onto the uh, the the kind of is it what was it be called? Just like a it's not like a piloting station or whatever, but where where the um, the aft castle. Yeah, the uh, is that it? It's a good word anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I like it. <laughs> the uh, the dwarf engineer is still behind the. Um, behind the ship's wheel. It says, Bring her about, Mr. House and Pfeffer. We got us a new heading to the northwest. The dwarf kind of just sort of, 
you haven't heard him say any words at this point, but he just kind of cackles and just swings the wheel kind of wildly round, and um, you will kind of... Everybody hold on to something. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> <laughs> this won't be a particularly hard check, but can I just get a dis- uh, dexterity saving throw from each of you? 13. 13, okay. Uh, Eight. No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm too I'm too too um, enthusiastic about getting my violin out. Yeah, no. So you, you're you're intent on getting your violin ready, and you just suddenly the the ship kind of lurches, and you you lose your footing and fall to the ground, and you sort of tumble for a second as it's it's not <gasps> like fully up on its side, but you come to rest against uh, some some barrels, and you're a little put out. Let's say <laughs> you're not damaged, but you, you you're definitely fallen over and. Uh, you're lucky that the violin wasn't damaged. Uh, the I'm just gonna <laughs> look at the violin and then glare at the door <laughs> quietly, glaring. You, you can't really see his eye through his goggles, but you would swear it was almost like he winked at you. Uh, <laughs> the other two, uh, you you kind of manage to steady yourself as soon as you feel the lurching begin, and uh, you don't fall. Okay, so Obadiah, you're going back to your mopping. Marie, you wanted to go below to the kitchen. I do. Okay, I have no idea what you you want to do, so talk me through it. What, what do you want to do? I want to cast my unseen <laughs> servant to clean the kitchen. Okay, sure. <laughs> her, her name is Mary, <laughs> and <laughs> and she's told. Okay, uh, I'm just gonna look up unseen servant, but I don't think that's gonna be a problem. <laughs> So sure, okay. <laughs> so you're burning a spell slot on that. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. Look, you know, if you're going to be eating on this ship for the foreseeable future, you want it to be in a uh, as, as clean as possible. A um. <laughs> uh, Mary, you clean all the cutlery, all of the bowls, all of the kitchen, everything, okay? And if something looks not nice, then you must put it in the bin. You, uh, the unseen servant doesn't say anything, but you get a, a sort of soft feeling of okay, sort of thing. You know, just as a sort of, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you don't you don't hear anything, but you can you get the feeling that <laughs> it's understood your um, instructions. And as you watch, um, some of the dirty dishes just sort of start sort of lifting off and lifting off of the, the countertops and just being kind of sort of wiped. It's it's Yay. it's really weird to see, if that makes sense. Just sort of these like <laughs> hovering bowls, kind of cleaning themselves. It's it's not particularly quick. Um, it's not as quick as if you'd have cast like a press digitation or you know some you know quick magic on it. But like the servant is work doing his work. Mary, I just... okay, I want everyone to be surprised tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and how far away can I wander away from it? I wonder because I was going to um, happily skip away, but the then rain, I don't want to get you just. You have to be within 60 feet of where you want to cast it, I believe. But um, once you've cast it, you can just last for an hour. Okay, um, bye, Mary! <laughs> oh, hold on, but if you command it to perform a task that would move it more than 60 feet away from you, the spell ends. I, I think will it's safe stay to... in that range! <laughs> I think it's safe to say, yeah, no, you, you can, you, you're you not going to have too much trouble staying you know, in range of that, really. It's kind of cramped below decks a little bit and that, and yeah, uh, as it is, really the only way to get oh, 60 feet away from it at this point is to either go jump off the side or to maybe climb the uh, the, the mast. 
Okay, then ah. I will stay and I will study some spells. Okay, are you sort of what, in your in your hammock or just kind of chilling out below decks and? I'll go back to my hammock. Okay, all right. So your hammock is kind of strung up. Is it, is it sort of kind of a little bit of a communal sort of sleeping area? There's a few hammocks sort of strung up in rows. Um, it's it's not you know it's not too late, so most people are sort of still up and about and kind of doing sort of various things. Uh, but yeah, nobody kind of complains when you sit in your hammock and sort of contemplate magic stuff. So Roxy, you're on the deck, just chilling out, playing some violin. Are you, are you worrying about sort of how um, well you're playing the violin, or are you just kind of idly kind of practicing? Yeah, she's just idly playing like a tune she knows very okay. well. And she's just chilling are out. Are you and... still near the kitchen? No, I'm going to head up to the top deck. Um, okay, so Obadiah, um, I mean, most of the blood is already kind of <laughs> swept up at this point. <laughs> it's sort of dried on the deck. I mean, it's been all day, basically. And uh, between you and Jimby's work, it's uh, it's looking... Well, as clean as this deck is going to get, you reckon. Okay. That seems like a good old go at it, Jimby, my lad. Um, tell me, what's, uh, what's uh, a fellow do around here for fun? I, I, li- I like sleeping, sir. Oh, excellent, excellent. I, I'm a big old fan of a snooze. Occasionally I play dice with Mr. Mulcher. Oh, um, who's who's Mr. Mulcher? Oh, the, 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 the Goliath man. Okay, yeah, um, well, I suppose uh, we're, we're done for the evening, I guess? I mean, you're not my boss, but sure. Well, I mean, you know, I know I'm not, but, you know, well, yeah, well, fine, fine. No, I, d- I didn't want to. No, no don't, don't be annoyed, sir. No, no, it's fine. I, it's fine. I, if you want I, me to I, do something, I'll, I'll, I'll do it for I you, sir. So, I feel no, so no. sorry for him. No, it's it's fine. It's it's quite okay, you know. Um, never mind. It's just the way you said that sort of sounded like you were telling me I could go, and well, run I mean, away, no. boy, run away. That's fair enough. Anyway, uh, I'll go away, I guess then. Oh no, no, no! If you want to, you know, to hang out, I can. I can show you dice. No, it's, I, I don't. Uh, I don't play with the devil's bones anymore. <laughs> I once spent a night with a princess playing dice, and let me just say, it cost more than just my uh, my wallet. You've been to the mermaid lounge too, I see, sir. <laughs> yes, wonderful place, wonderful. <laughs> there's a beautiful rainbow mural there. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so. Is there anything else, anything specific you guys want to be doing this evening? For convenience, um, as I know the cleaning will be finished, I will go up and find other people to hang out with. Sure, okay. Um, so Roxy's on deck, um, just sort of idly playing violin. Um, <laughs> you see uh, Obadiah and uh, Jimby having a slightly awkward, stilted conversation. And uh, looking around, the, the dwarf is kind of like... He doesn't appear to be tired at all. He's just kind of like situated behind the um, behind the ship's wheel. Uh, the uh, sort of sat uh, on a stool now, but kind of like idly powering the crystal, like not putting as much effort into it as he was in the battle. Um, is the uh, the the wizard you saw before? It looks like he's been sort of patched up where he he took a hit in the battle, um, but he's kind of like. He sort of sat on a stool and he looks like he's actually reading from a book in one hand while kind of casting with the other at the uh, crystal to keep you guys sort of in the sky. Look for you. Always reading. Yep. (laughs) 
so also uh, looking up you can see um, in the crow's nest you can just about see because it's kind of dark now um, the uh, the lookout is up there hey Roxy you know who's up there who who you know that's a dark elf man he's really sexy <laughs> did someone say that drow fellow because yes I'm very dishy yes do you think you'll talk to me? If you like. Uh, young lady, excuse me, I think you're rather young to be courting. <laughs> Roxy's just getting a look at him. <laughs> <laughs> like, do not presume to tell her what to do. I also like that Obadiah's got no idea how old anybody is from what they look like. <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> you think? Do you think you like me? I don't know until you ask him. He's at least nice. twice your age. Would you like me to ask him for you? Hey, Drowman! Drowman, how old are you? <laughs> Just silence comes down. <laughs> no, no response from Obadiah shouting up to the crow's nest. Excuse me, Drowman. <clears throat> what? Uh, how old are you? Eighty-three. What? Oh. Oh, Maria, you what? What are you? You an elf? You what? No, uh, I'm human. I'm like twenty-one or something. <laughs> oh, that's barely anything. You're barely a lizard. Uh, elf, elf man. What's that in wizards' years? In uh, in uh, in human years? Y years are the same length for everybody. Yeah, but like you know, you know, like dog years are seven human years. What's a dog? Are like you me. like old or young or what? I'm pretty young. Like, are you equivalent of like a 21 year old human? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Rox is just like, I'm surrounded. These people let, me, are let me put it another way. Have you I caught kind of... have you Have you caught it yet? It's kind of a personal question. Well, I know, but I'm a kind of personal kind of person. Most people are personal. Well, exactly. So answer the bloody question. I mean, if you're asking if, if you know, if a. Rock the Casbah, then. Uh... Oh, good, good gracious, but no, no, of course, my, my, no, oh, no, 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 no oh, gosh, no, no, not, no, Because uh, it seems like that's what you were asking. No, God, God, no. I mean, have you courted any young ladies, you know? Honestly, all you youngsters these days are all about rocking the Casbah. Guys, 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 human years times five equals elf years. Oh, he's a bit old, he's a bit young for you, uh, Marie. <laughs> <laughs> 18 years old equals 90 elf years. So he's like, he's like basically like an 18 year old. It's meant to be. <laughs> except except it doesn't young? really work that way because he's still 83. Like it's not like he, you know, <laughs> you know, it's not like he's he's matured sort of. Like he hasn't learned that he, he has got 83 years of like life experience and 60 years of fucking. <laughs> 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 I mean, I mean, really, that is, is it's like a cultural thing, really, though. I mean, like, elves live, like, way longer than humans, but, like, physically, he's, like, you know, he's physically ma matured the same sort of age as a human. He's just, like, culturally not considered, like, like the el in, like, elf society, he wouldn't be considered, like, an adult until he's, like, a hundred, but, you know... He's not like a child. <laughs> it's got weird. 
<laughs> oh god. He, he calls down to you, Obadiah Gangas. Why, are you interested? <laughs> well, I mean, kind of, but I don't know if you're more of a uh, young female wizard or old crotchety uh, dragon kind of guy. <laughs> or whatever Roxy is, you know. I am a tiefling. I'm just saying, uh, Snog Marry, Snog Marry Avoid, uh, me, Roxy, Marie, go. Yeah, go, 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 go. Don't really know you. <laughs> I, I need an fast. adult. <laughs> <laughs> Roxy, Roxy's that way, it's just like, do I leave? Do I just walk away? <laughs> Roxy, don't look like that. I really want to be my friend. <laughs> I, I do, but this topic of conversation is beneath Hey, Roxy, me. who do you like? <laughs> I'm just gonna blink her. <laughs> like, they're half old? I'm not going to dignify that with an answer. Do you have a boyfriend? You were his official taster for the day. That's because she was hungry. She only went to the kitchen galley because she was hungry. <laughs> is the Goliath on top deck? No. Um, no, you oh, can't. You, like you, the Goliath. <laughs> you can't see the no, Goliath you, at the moment. Cause, cause, no, because um, the kid had mentioned dice, and <laughs> Roxy's kind of like, oh god. You can't see the Goliath up, up on deck, no. Um, Aww, she would have played dice. I would have played dice with. Play oh, dice with Jimby if you want. <laughs> Jimby. Yes, miss. You mentioned dice. Do you have dice? Oh, I, yeah, I got some dice. He, he pulls out like a kind of handful of grubby d6s from his pocket. Roxy's gonna look at look over them because she's like, I know cheetahs, and check the dice. Make a uh, make a perception check for me then if you're checking the dice. Mm. <laughs> there we go. Six. They seem pretty. Um, they seem pretty. Uh, pretty solid dice to you. Fine. I only have a few coppers, mind you. That's fine. I'll I'll pay you for your cop. I'll pl I'll play you for your, for your coppers, miss. Fair game. Okay, you throw two. I throw two. Whoever gets the highest total wins. I'll I'll bet a bet like a copper. He kind of he pulls a handful of change out, which is probably his life savings, and sort of oh. puts <laughs> puts a copper in as well. That's why I'm just doing coppers because that's all I have. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I found it. So roll your two d six. Fuck me! I didn't even meet. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Jimby. Jimby oh, no, very equal. quickly snatches your <laughs> snatches your copper. Ah. One goes, this was fun, miss. Last again good, another. Good <laughs> For listeners at home, I rolled uh, six and six on a two d six. Amy rolled three and three. So we'll go, we'll go, we'll go, go again then, miss. Another go. Oh, that's a three. Three? Ah. I, I won again, miss. Fair game, boy. I like playing dice with you, miss. <laughs> I bet you do. Ah. I'll, I'll, I'll bet a copper on the little lad. Who are you betting with? Betting on their bet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> A third player has entered. My the last copper. Last <laughs> copper. I rolled a nine. Oh. <laughs> Jimmy goes. Well, you lose. You, you win some. You lose some, miss. 
He's, he's sort of smiling. Fox is just gonna give her a, give her a hand and shake for to shake his hand. Fair game. Yes, it was very fair. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I like that. It actually was. I didn't fudge that. We used a dice block, but like, <laughs> totally could have fudged it. Um, <laughs> that was okay. That was weird that I won three out of three, but I will take it. It works. <laughs> it works narratively. Okay. I have lost three coppers. <laughs> That will get him, you know, a couple of days worth of food if he's, uh, you know, on the streets. Yeah, whereas Roxy can just stare at people and look intimidating. And just, <laughs> just be like, give me food. Yeah. <laughs> this red demon. <laughs> uh, okay, so the evening wears on, the, you know, the three of you kind of spend time in relatively pleasant ways. You know, some money is lost, um, elves are harassed uh, while trying to do their job. And uh, you eventually find your way to your um, your hammocks. Now, just as the sun is rising on the next day, there is a sort of a little bit of a kind of shuddering sort of rumble, and a shout comes down from above. With the captain saying, "You horrible lot, better hang on to something. We're putting her back in the water." The three of you are still in your hammocks. I take it. Mm. I, I hold on to my hammocks. Yeah, so you hold on to your hammocks. It really does feel like a kind of quite a shock as the boat suddenly and you suddenly kind of lands as gracefully as it can back in the, into the seawater. And from outside you can hear a splash and the sound of some seagulls and everything is disturbed from whatever seagulls do. And yeah, suddenly the, the hum that has been you, you barely noticed it really, you kind of got used to it fairly quickly, but the hum of the gem the, the crystal from up on the deck fades away. Making your way up on deck you can now see around you that the ship is indeed sort of back in the water as a normal ship would it's still got the sort of metal frame around it, and sort of on closer inspection you can see that has actually been bolted directly onto the ship the, the, the frame is kind of attached to the, the sort of crystal sort of cradle sort of thing that's sort of lifting the ship. Uh, as you look closer, it does appear to have some sort of dwarven design elements in it, and you could maybe sort of surmise that the uh, the crazy dwarven engineer is... Uh, he might be crazy, but he um, certainly got some good ideas when it comes to making ships fly, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, looking out uh, to the on the right-hand side of the ship, uh, starboard, I guess, if we're doing ship stuff, I should probably actually use the right terminology. You can just see it's just open sea, but as you as you look uh, to your left to the port, there is a uh, coastline visible. For the first time since you left the capital, um, when you were still prisoners, no sign from where you're where you are of any uh, settlements. But the ship is still moving. As I say, seabirds are kind of uh, flapping around overhead. Um, as you watch the uh, the elf shoots a <laughs> shoots a seagull, which falls to the deck. And um, the half-orc sort of uh, quickly scrabbles forward and grabs it and snaps its neck and runs back down towards the galley. The the captain is stood up by the uh, dwarf, by the wheel, sort of with one of his smaller maps kind of open in front of him, sort of looking around, sort of kind of looking uh, quite pleased that it seemed to be on course. I'm going to look into the sky. Do I see a rainbow anywhere? Make a perception check for me. 13. 13. No, it's a fairly clear sky. You don't see any rainbows. Oh, blast. We've come to the wrong place. <laughs> Mission failed. Is there, uh, like, um, 
I want to say like a cliff face that goes upwards. That um, kind of goes like a, a tall. Make a perception check for me. Twenty-three. That's a twenty. Um. You okay? So looking towards the coastline, you can see the cliffs there are not too high. Um, and they do seem to be sort of fairly kind of uniform. In fact, looking around, you can see sort of maybe 10 miles back a larger sort of um, seaside kind of town, um, but you, the ship is not sailing towards it. But yeah, no, the, the cliffs, like I say, don't seem to be forming any kind of arch where you are. Bridge? Uh, no, no, no arches, no bridges or anything. Not that you can see. Well, didn't the... Uh, sweet F.A. <laughs> didn't the map say that it was going to be a... It was Fallen Arch, you know. That was the name on the um, on the map, yeah. Oh yeah, good point. Well, like I say the captain is up by the uh, the wheel, and uh, there's a a few other people are kind of around, sort of. They're, they're doing boat stuff. Is what I'm trying to say. Sextants and sailing that boat. Yeah. <laughs> Someone's throwing a, uh, an anchor overboard, even though they don't want to stop. They're pulling it up again because they, you know, they're just trying yeah. to look busy. Yeah. Old boatmen. We've all we've all done that at work. <laughs> so yeah, would you like to talk to anybody? Where's where's Jimby at? Uh he seems to be uh sweeping uh sweeping the deck. Jimby, by bloody hell, is that, do you do anything but uh <laughs> you appear to sweep, you know, uh... It's well, it's it's, my, it's certainly my speciality, sir. I do have several skills though. Well I do uh, very good at it. Thank you, miss. Uh so do you have any idea what this place is? Uh, well, uh, no. Uh, I, I haven't been told anything. Ask him. He doesn't know nothing. He's a, <laughs> he's a boy. You keep going to the cabin boy for information. <laughs> I'm investigating from the bottom up, okay? <laughs> <laughs> like, the captain is literally there. Like... <laughs> <laughs> I'll come to him shortly. Okay, all right. You're With getting the, the, the mood of the crew. Then <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, Jimby is sort of goes. Well, I, I, we haven't been close to a coast for a while, sir. Looks a lot like any of the other ones, sir. Oh, fair enough. I mean, uh, okay. Did you want to help me sweep, sir? Yes, yes. Fetch me two brooms. You know my style. Old two, <laughs> old two brooms over dire. <laughs> yep. They, they actually call. Yeah, they call me two brooms. <laughs> There's a couple of brooms lent up against. <laughs> against the deck if you wanted to grab them. Captain. Ah, how you doing? What's going down? <laughs> yes, was our hunch hunch correct or is it too early to tell? Well, we're not there yet. We just passed Fin Creep back there. Don't want to get too close. So don't want to get spotted by any of the law, if you know what I'm saying. Um, yes, I presume you're saying you don't want to get spotted by the guards. That's Yeah, you got it. That's exactly what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, no, don't you worry. We're right on course. Uh, just as soon as we get round the other end of the Windward Peninsula, we should be uh, pretty close to where the chart says we want to be. Another couple of hours yet, I reckon. Tops. Now that he's sort of uh, shared the, the sort of situation with you guys, you can kind of look forward. And uh, I'm not going to make you roll again for this, but you can sort of see maybe about 15... 20 miles away, um, the, the strip of land uh, on your left um, does seem to sort of end in kind of like a sort of uh, jagged sort of series of uh, rocks. You would guess this is the end of the, the Windward Peninsula, so uh, your destination being on the other side of it. Uh, yeah, it's uh, you are on course. 
I'm just looking at the other, the middle part of the thing, twixt sky and sea. Could that be a reference to like sunset and sunrise, kind of like when the sun and when the sea and the sky almost kind of merge together, almost? Or a cliff. No, but the first part is like through the arch, so we'd go through that, and then twixt the sky and sea could be a certain time of day where it looks, I don't know, opposite or the same, and then, I don't know, I'm just talking out loud. <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> either way, well, I'm sure we'll find out when we get there. So yeah, uh, about another hour or so passes. The ship kind of rounds the headland, and um, you can tell that the captain is kind of trying to keep close to shore now, as, you, as he's got this sort of idea that, yeah, maybe it's something at this uh, this place called Fallen Arch. Can I get a perception check from anybody who wants to be kind of looking ahead uh, in the direction that you're going? 16. 16. 17. Marie, you having a look as, as well, or...? 7. Uh, okay, so 16 and 17 will do it, but the 7 won't. So, as, you, as you're kind of, kind of winding your way down the coastline, up ahead you spot something that doesn't quite look like a natural formation. Uh, as the ship kind of gets a little closer, you get a very clear view that it appears that the two sort of headlands uh, flanking the entranceway to a small kind of bay have been uh, carved into the shape of two huge humanoid figures, sort of hundreds of feet tall. Mm. And uh, it's very quickly apparent, uh, just from looking at them, that these are ancient, ancient carvings. And it's also, um, on closer inspection, quite apparent that at one time uh, they were joined together in kind of like a sort of bridge over the entranceway to this uh, this bay. Uh, but that whole central structure has kind of uh, collapsed. Um, so now all you can see is the sort of broken stone at the top of each of these, uh, these figures, um, kind of looking like a sort of like like a bridge has fallen in basically and uh, as you as you kind of get your first kind of proper look into this bay you can see that um the, the the sides of the bay kind of slope up away from the water and all up the sides of these cliffs are massive uh ruined stone buildings um look to have been there for who knows how long um but there are signs of movement however um, there's a few sort of small wooden fishing boats kind of bobbing up and down inside the bay. And uh, as you look closer, you can see that right kind of on the shoreline, uh, there is a series of uh, sort of small kind of ramshackle wooden buildings. Um, and if you really strain your eyes, you can see a few people moving around. It, you would guess maybe this is uh, that the current inhabitants are <laughs> this sort of... Uh, living in this sort of small fishing village kind of built amongst these ruins, if that makes any sense. The captain kind of uh, gestures towards the, the whole sort of structure. That looked like uh, might have been an arch at one point to you folks. Yes, yeah, so I was expecting to be more colourful though. It seems about right. Mm, well, so long as it fits the riddle, I guess. Pretty old elf, maybe, uh, maybe the riddle was from before this arch fell down. Worth a look, anyway. He kind of calls out to the crew. Right then, drop anchor, we're going ashore. He shouts out to the uh, the, the Goliath as well. 
Mr. Mulcher, you'll be rowing. And uh, he sort of turns to the three of you. Uh, you three might as well come along as well. So uh, within a, a couple of minutes, the five of you, that's uh, you three, the captain and the Goliath, are all crammed into one of the ship's uh, small rowing boats headed for shore. The uh, the waves are not too bad. It's kind of a, um, as previously said, it's kind of a nice day out. There's not too much of a swell to row in. Moultrie is sort of making quick work of rowing, unless any of you wants to help. <laughs> Oh, yeah, obviously. Oh, obviously. Oh, there. Oh, yeah. Okay, so you grab a set of oars as well, and the two of you. It takes a little. Okay, actually, you know what? Let's make a um, let's make a check out of this. Uh, <laughs> let's make it an athletics check. Nineteen. That's pretty good. And nineteen. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, the two of you. You know, I mean, mulch is pretty. Is it's definitely was like was fine on their own, but you know the two of you join in as well, and you get there just that much faster. It takes you a little bit to kind of find the rhythm. I take it neither the two of you have really done much in the way of rowing, or or have you? Yeah, she she's just thinking to get there faster. Yeah. Okay, so it takes you. I mean, even with the three of you, it takes five ten minutes to row ashore, and uh, you get a couple of confused looking looks from um, guys on who are sort of manning the uh, the fishing boat sort of out in the bay. But it doesn't appear to be like a kind of big industrial fishing operation or anything like that. It's just kind of like fishermen feeding their families sort of thing. But yeah, you step ashore. Uh, it's kind of a rocky sort of beach where the um, where the water meets the uh, the land. Looking down, you can actually see a lot of the beach seems to be made up of kind of eroded sort of little bit chunks of what seems to be the same kind of rock that the the ruins, as you get closer, uh, you, you can see them a bit more clearly. It look, it, the, a lot of the rocky beach seems to be made of the same kind of stone and possibly eroded sort of bits of buildings and that. I bet it's very interesting history here, you guys. Lots of stone. It's a wonder the locals haven't used it. Maybe it's like evil stone. Evil stone? Yes. Enchanted. Hmm. Well, I can check this. Oh, okay. Well, if you want to check for magic, that's a spell. If you want to, you can do an arcana check if you want to know, if you want to know whether there's a possibility of there being such a thing as evil stone. Yeah, that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to waste the spell on that. <laughs> as if you've even got to take magic, I suppose, but... Um, do yeah. an arcana check for me then. Oh, 16. 16. Yeah, I mean, there's definitely enchanted stone in the world. Um, no, uh, certain types of rocks are used to make spell focuses and things. You've never heard it. This is kind of appears to be like a kind of solid sort of granite sort of kind of almost marbly type stone, which you, you don't really think is... You, you don't think you've seen any kind of magical sort of essence ever put into this type of rock. So you reckon you're probably safe from this being an enchanted beach. Well, I'm not sure it can't be magic, but she wiggles her eyebrows. You never know. Anyway, where are the mermaids? <laughs> that is not why we're here. <laughs> So, uh, looking up, uh, coming down the beach towards you is a, a, with a sort of walking stick, is a kind of older looking uh, gentleman in kind of, kind of basic sort of peasanty kind of clothes with a sort of, got a kind of long coat on to kind of wrap against the, the sea breeze. And as he approaches, the, um, uh, the, uh, the captain puts up a hand and goes, You there! Aye. Is this Fallen Arch? 
Oh, oh yes, 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 this is uh, Fallen Arch, is the, the name of our village. Um, my name's Richard, I'm, I'm the village elder. Um, it's been quite some time since we've had anybody uh, row into the village. Uh, tell me, sir, are you, are you with the Navy, coming as you do in, uh, in such a fashion? Oh, well, I, I served for a number of years, actually, at, uh, before the mast, and so I, I can tell you're a grizzled, uh, you must be a, a grizzled veteran like me. Uh, the captain turns around and goes, I didn't know you were in the Navy. Oh, yes, 17 years, yes. Would have been helpful to know beforehand, then I wouldn't have made you mop the deck. Oh, but where do you think I learned to mop the deck so well? Looking at me, cabin boy, first class Obadiah, and I like pop a weird little sleep. Right, well, uh, it's all starting to make a weird kind of sense. <laughs> Obadiah, Obadiah was a cabin boy. Wait, was Obadiah a cabin boy for 17 years? Yeah. <laughs> Not that good at it, then. <laughs> well, this does explain why the only person you ever want to talk to is Jimpy. In my experience, cabin boys always know the hard blood of the machine. They, they, they're there and they always listen to the conversations no one else hears. That's true. <laughs> Uh, well, anyway, the um, the captain turns back to the old man. He says, uh, "Well, no, uh, sir, we are not with the navy. We are what you might call an uh, independent uh, outfit. Uh, yeah. Uh, at any rate, we're here for some information." He pulls out the uh, the slip of paper with the uh, the riddle written on it and says, uh, "Can you read, old man?" "Not not anymore. My uh, my eyesight goes with age." Plus a seagull shat in my left eye about ten years back and it's never been the same. <laughs> what? Rox is kind of looking at him going, I want to hear the story. <laughs> you want to hear the story? Well, um... What is it to tell? <laughs> me and my wife on our, uh, <laughs> on our 50th wedding anniversary, we, we took a picnic up onto that, the, the left-hand side of the old arch up there and you see him point to, um... The, uh, the left hand statue there's a, there's a lovely view up there of the sea it was a nice day and uh, I brought some uh, brought some fish pate and everything and it was, it was it was a lovely day and long story short I was lying down on my back and a seagull shat in my eye what were you doing on your back? Uh, well we were <laughs> celebrating our anniversary if you know what I mean <laughs> Oh, she's a child, man. I'm, I'm curious at how it, sh- it shut in your eye and broke your eye. Blinded you. Well, it's very caustic stuff, uh, seagull, uh, seagull shit. <laughs> oh. Well, at any rate, it's, uh, it was my wedding anniversary. There's nothing wrong with a man and wife of many years taking the opportunity to take in some sea views and, uh, well, rock the casbah, so to speak. <laughs> there are children. I'm going. Obadiah's going to cover up Marie's ears. There are children around, man. Be, mind your mouth. Well, where do you think all these children came from? I have seven of my own. I think I'd know. Well, then you know that there's, you know, there's nothing wrong with a man and his wife enjoying some lovely times in a pleasant setting. You know, you got to keep your eye in. Well, seagulls permitting, of course. Are you guys talking about sex? <laughs> Yes. No. Good. No. Yes. No, basically, when a mummy dragon and a daddy dragon love each other very much. But she is not a dragon. She is a human being. Well, then I don't know how it works for you. But basically, the mummy dragon lays an egg. And then the man dragon fertilizes it. And then nine months later on, you wait another week and then it hatches. 
It's pretty much the same for us humans, but uh, if I can just recommend one thing, or based on a lifetime of, uh, well, a lifetime of practice, is that a little bit of safety eyewear doesn't go amiss, especially if you're on top of the left-hand archway. What, what, what on earth were we talking about? We like to know uh, about history of this island, and do you know about any uh, bridges or like arches or something that used to be here? Uh, just well, well, first quick point: it's uh, it isn't. Uh, we're not on an island. We're on the mainland. Do you not know where you are? Oh, sorry. <laughs> I mean, technically, every bit of land's an island, you know. But no man is an island. That's what they say. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> and uh, if you look behind you, you can see a rather large uh, arch. Uh, in fact, you, you rode right underneath it as you came in. Oh. And yeah, it's the, I'd say there's the two statues, and what well, is obviously they were joined at one point. And, and what oh, does okay. your tales tell of this arch? What was it supposed to do? Well, we we don't really have any tales of it. I mean, our village has only been here for, well, maybe a century or so, but uh, I'd say the, these ruins and the arch itself have been a, here a damn sight longer. And, um, well, the arch doesn't really do anything. It's, it's a bit of a wave break, I suppose, where, where stuff, uh, rock and things have fallen in from the middle, but um, good for, well, some, some of the youth have taken to Crafting uh, boards out of wood and riding the waves all the way into shore. I don't see the appeal myself. In, I whisper. Are you going to ask him, is it okay to ask him about Ion Tannis? Well, I was just going to get to that, but thank you for keeping us on track. I didn't know if it was okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, he says, right, yeah, as I was saying, uh, you don't read anymore, old man. Um... So, uh, well, we, we've got this. And he reads the verse again. Uh, Through the arch, twixt sky and sea, uh, Eontanis calls to me. The old man sort of says, uh, Oh, well, uh, I haven't heard that before, but I uh, suppose it could be referring to our arch here. And uh, if you look out between it, you can... I suppose uh, you can see where the sky meets the sea. Is that what it means? You can see uh, the captain kind of looking out to sea and um, just sort of staring. So another dead end. This has got to be it, though. Well, like I said before, maybe we have to look at a certain time. Is that maybe possible? I mean, I thought you wanted to restock, resupply the ship anyway. That's true. That's true. Perhaps or maybe can... there's a cave. Or maybe it's underwater. I mean, we know it, no, it's underwater, don't we? Yeah, yeah I mean, that's pretty much, pretty much the, the, the size of things. It is underwater. Well, maybe we should stay a few days then. Have a look around. A closer look around. Maybe this is the city. <laughs> <laughs> so, what's twixt the sky and the sea? That's the question, isn't it? Yes, that's what I was asking. I was hoping someone knew. Richard, do you know about any legends about under the sea, there's some cities or something? I've heard that there'll be no accusations, just friendly crustaceans under the sea. Well, by many years as a fisherman, I'd agree with that, uh, yes. No, no, no cities, though? 
Well, I can't say as I've seen any cities. Uh, no legends or something? Uh, well, not that I've heard. I mean, this is uh, kind of all I've known, really. We've, we've lived here our whole lives. Is there any learned people or someone? Learned bit well. Uh, I'd be interested in history or something like that. Not really here. We're mostly fishermen and any it's a small of the, fishing village. The yes. smarter children tend to leave. <laughs> no the, library? Well, no, not not really. There might be a few books sort of scattered amongst us all, but uh, not really got much use for a library. No. Okay. So is it the statues, sorry, Ben, are the statues up on the cliff, did you say? They are kind of carved, time? like, they, they, they reach from the top of the cliff down to the into the sea, basically. Okay. Um, yeah, it's just, it just reminds me of, so, the, like, Lord of the Rings. Yeah, imagine, like, the, um, the, the big statues in Lord of the Rings, if there was, like, a bridge going between them, except the bridge has fallen in, basically. That's the, the king, arch. The old, the old kings of uh, uh, Gondor. Yeah. yeah. So here's the question. What does a bridge do? Yes, that's right. It connects one place to another place. <laughs> yes. Where was the bridge going? Well, from one side to the other. What is the uh, statues about? You know, story behind them? Who are they? Well, we, we don't really know. They've been here. I mean, all of these ruins were here long before we, uh, we settled our village among them. Actually, Marie, uh, go ahead and make a history check for me, if you will. Fifteen. Fifteen. Okay. Um, you would guess, just from the kind of general sort of state of the ruins and the sort of architectural styling and everything, um, that these ruins have been here for a very, very long time, at least a couple of thousand years, uh, which would put them back in the age of arcane might, which was kind of like the previous age. Yeah. Um, we're, we're in the age of unification at the moment. <laughs> Think of it as kind of like BC, AD, and we're in AD. Um, but yeah, they've been around for quite a while, and uh, yeah, this is, uh, this, is a, this is a really sort of ancient site here. I share that with everyone. Uh, how, uh, that's excellent. How, how, how accessible are those cliffs? I want to get a top-down view of this place. Well, we've got a path going up to the uh, the arch. <laughs> as, uh, as I told you previously, I've been up there a few times myself. Should we head up there and see what we can see? A, we can look down and see if we can spot anything that looks out of place. Or like... Is that where you had your wedding anniversary? <laughs> oh, many of them, yes. <laughs> it's a favourite spot. Any of them. <laughs> the wife and I. <laughs> Should we go and see what we can see and try and get that vision out of our heads? And, uh... Me, I think it's the only way forward. Okay, so... The uh, the old man offers to lead the group um, up the path onto uh, his favourite spot. On the, um... <laughs> the <laughs> spot. We don't want to stand exactly on the spot, but... He <laughs> 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 leads you up onto what would be the, uh, the southern... Um, southern sort of pillar of the arch, if the arch was still standing. You get a very nice view of the the full bay with all the, the ruins around and everything, and the little kind of wooden uh, wooden huts and houses of the um, of the fishing village. You can also look out to see. You can see the um, the ship, the uh, the grinning skull, uh, right where you left it uh, at anchor, kind of uh, a short ways off of shore. Uh, anybody who wants to be kind of taking a, a bit of a closer look at anything, uh, give me a perception check, please. Okay, I see nothing. 
<laughs> so five oh for Roxy, 15 for Obadiah, and eight for Marie. So uh, Obadiah, you're really the only kind of one who sort of um, gets a good, real good view of anything. Uh, what direction are you looking in? Um, so initially out to sea from like, so basically I'm stood like, ideally like behind the statues. Mm-hmm. So one to my left, one to my right, I'm looking out to sea. Right. And I'm trying to see if I can get an impression of like a wider geography. As in like, is it, does it look like the ruins below are planned? Like half of them are like missing or something? You know what I mean? No, I mean the, the bay itself looks... Um, natural and as if they've just built the building sort of around the bay um, rather than it doesn't look like it's kind of fallen the bay itself hasn't kind of fallen inwards if you know, anything like that it does look like it was just an archway between the sea and this sort of sheltered bay originally um, so it doesn't really okay. look like other than the fact that the buildings are ruined already um, it doesn't look like they you know there's not been like a big <laughs> collapse with half of them missing or anything here okay I want to turn smugly to the captain and say, Captain, I've worked it out. All right, go on. You know how there's this legend of a sunken city? Yep, I told you it myself. Yep. And it's not a hugely difficult thing to work out where it's kind of is. You know, this place literally called Fallen Arch. Mm -hmm. I posit you that someone would have found the sunken city long ago if it had sunk. What if... It has sunk, and I point up to the sky, upwards, <laughs> and point to the sky, and in the sky is a funny-looking cloud that is definitely the sea. Yeah, there's a little kind of wisp of cloud, um, which, if you really, really strain your imagination, kind of looks like it's got towers and things. Um, <laughs> See? <laughs> <laughs> there's a pause, and um, a kind of long silence, and <laughs> the Goliath you haven't really heard talk much just kind of chuckles and just <laughs> sky city I mean we have a sky ship uh, that's a fair point uh, alright then could it be that the city just sunk itself or maybe their dreams were sunk <laughs> <laughs> the captain is kind of looking around a man he's got the um He's got the parchment in front of him and he's sort of looking kind of between the arch and um, out to sea, back down at the village. He sort of, he hasn't really said anything since you've been up here. Captain, I know I said before I worked it out, but I've worked it out. All right, go on then. Archers have a special trait known only to those who have uh, studied the mystic arts of arch knowing. You one of them, are you? Yes, since the past 20 minutes. Make a deception <laughs> check for me. <laughs> 11. 11. Okay, well, I'm going to have to roll insight on that, I suppose. He doesn't buy it. Okay, fine. I was just trying to imbue you in confidence. No, since carry my on, carry on. I want to hear this bullshit. The best thing about <laughs> arches is that they go two ways. And in fact, I posit the city has sunk into that lake. And I turn around and point to the lake that's definitely behind us. Okay. <laughs> what, what, you mean the bay that you rode in through? No, no, no. So there's, so there's like the bay we rode into. Uh-huh. And then I presume if you were looking in the bay and looking inland from there, from this cliff, there's going to be a big old lake with the sunken sea in it, obviously. Well, you would be incorrect in that assumption because there is not a big old lake. 
I see. It might have sunk below the ground. Maybe it was a volcano or something. The captain kind of sort of face palms at this, um, but uh, then you do notice he gets kind of a a bit of a kind of twinkle in his eye. He says, uh, "Well, let me. We're going back down to the boat. I've got an idea." And he he leads the way. Uh, the the whole group of you, uh, the Richard, kind of stumping along behind with his walking stick, uh, and he stands right on the shore where the boat has been pulled up. And he's sort of looking down at the parchment, reading it over again, looking up out through the arch, out to sea. And he looks sort of up and down a couple of times, and then he, um, he he sort of looks at you all to make sure that you're all kind of paying attention. He goes, right, through the arch. And he sort of points out through the arch. There's twixt sky and sea. And he sort of jabs his finger in, in that direction. All right, then. That's what I was thinking this whole time. So it's somewhere that way. Or maybe it's exactly where the horizon is when you stand here. So but directly it does, ahead. But it doesn't, it doesn't meet the sky. I've been round the world. I know that that's not a thing. But it's where the sea meets the sky from here. I see where the sky meets the sea. It calls me. And no one knows how far it goes. Uh, you're a poet and you don't even know it, Dragon Man. So there's a plan. We get back in the Grinning Skull, we sail out to where this arch thingy is right on the horizon, and we drop anchor again. Okay. That sounds good to me. I mean, if you, if you want to keep sailing around around the world, you do you, but I want my artifact, and I want it now. I mean, each their own. Do you know. it. Let's go. <laughs> So, uh, with a sort of small sort of crowd of mildly interested onlookers from the village um, watching you, the uh, the five of you uh, get back into the rowing boat, and uh, just before you cast off, the the captain turns back to Richard and goes, uh, gives him a wink and says, "Best watch out for that other eye next time you and the missus are up on that arch there." <laughs> hey, wait, uh, um, Fishman. Important question before we go. Uh, yes. Where is the Mermaid Club from here? The Mermaid Club, is that some kind of sex move? Yes. <laughs> anyway. Um, Opadile is very is very open. He is pan, a pansexual swinger in his old age. I he's don't believe sex- that. He has, no. discover- he has discovered sexual liberty in his old age. I doubt it, considering he's been, like, shielding... Yeah. <laughs> he's been shielding Marie... Well, yeah, because they have very, like, he has kids and grandkids. You can be paternal and a swinger. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. What a sentence. <laughs> I know. So, uh, on that kind of odd note, um, the five of you are rowing away from the shoreline uh, with the uh, the small fishing village of uh, Fallen Arch behind you, a uh, small crowd watching, as I said, uh, Richard is sort of waving. Uh, you are heading back towards the anchored Grinning Skull uh, with Captain Pete Smiles uh, with a, a new sort of um, renewed glint in his eyes and a new clue to follow in the quest for the Tide Blade. His destiny perhaps lying just below the horizon. 
Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Uh, we'll be back next week on Thursday, the 22nd of August, with our Call of Cthulhu Q&A episode. And our next story episode, picking up where we left off today, will go live in two weeks' time. That's on Thursday, the 29th of August. Uh, so we hope you'll all tune back in for that. Uh, in the meantime, you can get in contact with us on Twitter and Facebook, both of which we are at Pretend with Dice, And you can also email us at pretendingwithdice at outlook.com. Uh, if you're an iTunes or Apple Podcast user, it'd be really great if you could leave us a rating and review, as it all helps us to find new listeners, and we'd love to hear what you all think of the podcast. Uh, so for now, that's our show. Uh, I hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. <laughs>